Is $750 million a month coming into the Toronto real estate market from China? And if so, what do we do about it? We'll talk about that in just a moment. Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Hi, and welcome back to the show. Thanks for listening. Well, it seems it's that time of year again. Every so often we see these headlines about foreign buyers and the Toronto real estate market. see them a lot about the Vancouver real estate market as well. But of course, this podcast, we're primarily talking about Toronto real estate and Toronto condo investing. So we'll focus on that. And like I said, the big headline recently in the news, and I'll include a link to this article in the show notes so you can read some more information on it. You can get the show notes for this episode and all the episodes of the True Condos podcast over at truecondos.com forward slash podcast. And so back to the story we were hearing now, estimates, very loose estimates, it seems, from uh, economists pegging the foreign investment in the Toronto real estate market last year at around $9 billion, $9 billion in foreign investment um, or Chinese investment, I should say specifically. Um, and that works out to, they say, approximately 14% of the Toronto real estate market. And uh, if you break that down, it's about $750 million a month, around $25 million a day, or around a million dollars an hour, if you're into that uh, sort of level of math. But I want to talk to you on this podcast about it a little bit more. I want to answer, ask the question, really, who cares? Should we care? Should we be concerned? Um, is this a problem? Is it not a problem? Well, let's uh, talk about that a little bit more. We have talked about this issue quite a few times on this podcast before. We've talked to a lot of experts in the industry about it. If you go back and listen to the archives, I'm sure you can uh, pick many episodes uh, about that. Or uh, if you've listened to the podcast a lot, uh, or if you're a regular listener, I'm sure you can think of some of the conversations we've had. But nevertheless, like I said, it seems every six months to a year or so, we see a big headline about this. And obviously, anytime a, an economist, you know, a trusted advisor such as an economist, uh, says that the, the, the foreign investment is a certain number, obviously, the media are going to jump all over that and headlines are going to print like crazy around that number that's been quoted. Not too many people are going to question it, but of course, at the True Condos podcast and here at truecondos.com, it's our job to question everything and to look beyond the headlines and to understand what's really going on in the market. And so when you go beyond the headline and you actually just read the articles itself, they tell you about the methodology, how this number was created or estimated by these economists. And I think right away you'll agree with me, the whole thing just falls apart and it's really not very newsworthy at all if you actually look at how it's created. So the methodology behind this estimate, it truly is an estimate. There's no scientific anything behind it. It's just basically asking some economists their opinion and they are basing their opinion on some other people's opinions, basically. Um, they took a look at two things. Apparently one was a poll conducted in the USA, of course, the USA, absolutely nothing to do with Canada, nothing to do with Toronto, but hey, we'll just include that in our study anyways, why not? Uh, it'll make it easier to get in the headlines, I suppose. So they looked at a USA poll of foreign investment uh, and what kind of investment was being done in the United States. 
And then the second thing was that the there was a Financial Times poll, apparently, of, get this, 77 wealthy foreign investors, Chinese investors. 77 people were polled. Does that sound like a scientifically, statistically valid poll to you? Um, yeah, me neither. But anyways, uh, so they asked 77 people about... Uh, what they bought uh, in the past year, I suppose. And uh, certain numbers came out of that and percentages came out of that. And so from that and from this USA American poll, uh, this these economists, so-called uh, scientists of money or whatever you want to, <laughs> however you want to look at that, uh, they came out with this estimate of uh, 14% of the Toronto real estate market uh, around $9 billion of, of uh, investment from China. Hmm. Well, uh, I, like I said, right off the bat, I think the number is just completely ridiculous. I don't know why we're even talking about this, but it's in the news. People are talking about it. People are asking me about it. So let's uh, let's address it. Let's, let's talk about this topic. Um, so I guess that would be my main point is really this number means nothing. Until we actually get real hard numbers about foreign investment in the market, how about we just put a moratorium on on talking about it in these sorts of terms and writing headlines about how it is or isn't affecting the market? How about that for an idea? Um, who do I go to? The next point is sort of like, who can we trust in, in these sort of matters? Well, honestly, there's no one we can really go to. There is no, there's no tracking of, of foreign investment in Canada. There is not. So any number that we have is going to be a rough estimate for sure, by definition. But who do I go to? Who do I talk to? Who do I trust? Well, it seems to me that uh, it's a good idea to talk to people who are not selling one or two properties or three or four properties, but why don't we talk to people who are selling thousands of properties per year? And who are those people? Those are the major big-time condo developers of the GTA and of Toronto. And if you talk to them, uh, those people who are selling thousands of properties a year, and you ask them how many of their buyers are foreign, how many of their buyers are coming from China, then I would think that kind of a sample size and that kind of expertise in the market and, and that kind of track record of doing that for many, many years, these major developers, um, that's going to give you, I think, a much better picture of foreign investment in uh, Canada and in, in Toronto specifically. So I've done that. Uh, as, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, we have been doing that. Uh, it's one of the questions I ask a lot of the, the developers that we've interviewed on this podcast over the past um, over the past uh, 75, 80 episodes or so of the True Condos podcast. We've interviewed many of these big developers. And the consistent theme across all of them is the, the number of the foreign investment in the condo market is very, very low. Um, some estimates are less than 5%. I think the highest estimate I ever heard from any major developer was around 20%. But the majority of uh, People uh, of people who who are selling thousands of condos a year, like I said, big developers are telling me that it's around five to ten percent of the market. Okay, so that is uh, again, it's it's single digits. It's a very small number. 
um, it's not a significant factor in the market overall. Um, so we're, we're certainly not seeing anything there, you know, by definition to, to warrant a major significance. I mean, you know, if, if you just said how many buyers of the Toronto condo market are from, uh, I don't know, uh, Mississauga or Richmond Hill or, or Markham, you'd probably have a, a much, much higher percentage than this 5-10%. Maybe 20% or 26% are from uh, Mississauga or 32% are from Richmond Hill or, you know, just obviously tongue-in-cheek here. But um, this foreign thing, I think, again, is just really being blown out of proportion time and time again. And, and it's sort of this boogeyman that keeps rearing its head and, and it makes for interesting headlines, I suppose. Um, but what is the point? Well, the other part of this story is that now the federal government has come out with their um, with their budget, and they have allocated five hundred thousand dollars apparently to study or to look into this this issue of foreign ownership of Canadian real estate, and to uh, try. To, apparently, the goal is to try to figure out a way to uh, to actually determine or calculate or track foreign ownership with this. Uh, so they're throwing $500,000 at this problem. Um, you know, obviously $500,000 in, in the hands of, of the federal government to do anything is, is really not going to accomplish anything. Uh, you know, it's even $500,000 in, in, in the hands of private industry to tackle something like this on a national scale is, is a drop in the bucket. Uh, to to say that the government is going to be able to come up with anything interesting or significant or or, or you know concrete with half a million dollars, uh, I'm quite skeptical. <laughs> I don't know about you, but uh, again, I think the question goes to for me is is so what? Um, why does anyone care? Why are we constantly debating this foreign ownership thing? Where you know it's it's really a, this whole is it a good thing or a bad thing? Um, it's almost like a moral debate or something. It seems with these with this foreign ownership thing. But my point uh, from this podcast is what is what if it's neither? What if it just is? What if it's not a good or a bad thing? What if it's just a thing? It's just something that's in the market. It doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be bad. Um, now, of course, I'm not saying that I'm in favor of, you know, massive amounts of foreign ownership of Canadian real estate. Uh, you know, 50% of properties are suddenly being bought up in Toronto and, and buildings were sitting half empty. Uh, um, their streets were half empty. Uh, uh, all these empty properties everywhere. Obviously, that's not a good thing and no one would be in favor of that. That doesn't make any sense. But I mean, this, again, I think this is just a reality of living in Canada, of living in one of the greatest countries in the world, of living in one of the greatest cities in the world, of living in a free country. Um, there is going to always be foreign buyers and, and foreign owners, and it's just a reality. Um, I think anything we do to discourage that or to shut that down in some way, I think that sends a really wrong signal to the world. You know, not to get political or anything here on this podcast, it's not the point, but I do think that it is just a symptom, any foreign ownership, whether up or down, it's just a symptom of, of the, the city that we live in and, and the health of the city overall. And I think if we're seeing foreign buyers, if people are coming in and, and buying our property, that is a very good thing for 
um, for our economy as a whole. It, it says that we are doing something right. It says that we are a place that the world is looking to. And quite frankly, you know, the world is a much smaller place now. The, we're, we are competing on a global scale as a city with other cities around the world. We're competing for talent. We're competing for investment. Um, we're competing for tourism. Uh, we're competing for everything against, you know, cities around the world. So uh, if, if we're seeing money, big time money coming in from outside of our borders, um, you know, I'm not against that. I, I think that is uh, that is okay, and I think that's that's something that uh, is normal in a free society. That is, you know, that's doing well, and we are doing well. We're doing very, very well. So, um, yeah, again, if if five to ten percent uh, of the market is foreign, then that means ninety to ninety-five percent of the market. The condo market specifically we're talking about now, going by developers' estimates that we've spoken to on the podcast, 90 to 95% of the market is local, right? So 90 to 95% of every building that's sold, uh, every pre-construction building that's sold is local. On the resale market, not talking about pre-construction condos, on the resale property market, I mean, again, this is just my opinion, anecdotal, based on being a real estate agent and based on, um, you know, just many years of experience in the market and, and my colleagues' experience in the market. In the resale side, if pre-construction is 90 to 95% local, on the resale side, it's probably 98 to 99%, I would estimate, uh, estimate uh, as being local buyers. Um, so again, this I think this is sort of a, a nothing thing. It's it's something that keeps coming up. Um, you know, if it if it was some massive thing where properties were being left vacant uh, because they are being bought by foreign buyers and being left vacant, and there was a massive, uh, you know, uh, massive amounts of empty properties in the city, that would be an issue. But I have seen zero evidence of that anywhere. Um, so, uh, until I, until I see anything up to that nature, then this is really, in my opinion, it's sort of a non-issue. Um, but it is, it is there. It's a reality. We'll continue to talk about it. It'll be continued interesting, uh, water cooler talk and podcast, uh, talk as, as we, uh, as we, uh, continue to learn and grow as condo investors. And as we continue to look at all aspects of the market. But again, I want to wrap up this discussion here today with something that you can take home as condo investors. What what do you do about this or what? how do we attack this or how do we think about this or how do we act as condo investors given the fact that you know foreign investors are a real thing. They are always going to be part of the market, whether they're 5% or whether they're uh, 20%. They're, they're part of the market. Um, well, I think the the number one thing is just we need to continue to buy smart as condo investors, um, and I think that's you know that's a big point that nobody talks about is what are these foreign buyers buying and what are they paying, especially in the condo market pre construction. I mean, foreign buyers if they're buying anything, they're buying the scraps, they're buying the leftovers, they're buying the units that nobody wanted. Um, the market is moving way too fast for you know foreign investors to come in and scoop up the prime stuff or to get the best units or to get the best floors or, 
You know, the market just doesn't operate like that. It's it's moving way too fast. There are way too it's way too much momentum, and there are way too many local buyers for the market or for developers of condos to slow down and to say, uh, you know, let's let's let the foreigners get their crack in here first. No, they're gonna, you know, they the buildings are sold locally here, and if there's anything left over, in some rare cases, they might go overseas. I mean. I've talked to uh, many investors, you know, many uh, developers as well about their trips and initiatives overseas. And I can tell you, if if they go overseas for an event or some kind of a promotion or some kind of marketing initiative, they're spending a lot of money to do so, to, to sell condos in many cases. If they can sell, you know, 10 to 20 units in a building kind of thing, that is considered a, a pretty good success. I mean, this is not a case where hundreds of of condos in a building or in in a in an area are being sold to foreigners i mean it's it's really very small handfuls of units here and there um that that is the the makeup of this foreign investment and again what units are they buying they're buying the stuff that that nobody else locally wanted and there's a reason why the people locally didn't want it because as locals, we know the market. We know what's happening. We know value. We understand uh, things that a foreign buyer will never be able to understand. And so, by definition, we, as locals, will always have an advantage over the foreign buyer. So, again, that would be the number one thing to take out of all this: is to continue as a condo investors to continue to buy smart, um, to buy the right units that are going to make you the most amount of money. That are going to go up the most, the most in value, and they're going to give you the best cash flow, and continue to buy, you know, at the best in terms of timing, um, at the best uh, moments. That would be typically at the first initial platinum launch of a building, or at uh, later inventory or specific um, promotional stages where there might be additional incentives to uh, to help the developer reach a construction financing. So those are advantages that we as local investors will always have and will continue to have. And we just need to continue on doing what we have been doing. Um, and we can, you know, don't worry about what the foreign investor is, is doing. If they're coming in and, and buying up units, so be it. Uh, just we know that they're going to be paying higher prices than we pay. They're going to be getting less incentives. They're going to be getting less desirable units. Um, and their ROI is going to be less than ours. So... We, uh, we, you know, we, we encourage that on some levels because, uh, you know, they're, those buyers paying more than we pay, uh, will just continue to, um, increase the, the value of the assets that we have. And finally, again, just a remind, it's just another good reminder that, um, you know, in these crazy times of, of wondering about foreign buyers and, and government's you know, spending money and, and now the government announcing huge deficits over the next few years, stimulus spending. Um, is there going to be major inflation ahead uh, because of all this spending and printing of money that's been happening over the last decade? Um, or some people say is going to be deflationary pressure. Uh, whether good times or bad, whether in inflation or deflation, uh, we know that it is a good thing always to have uh, cash flowing assets like real estate. So if you've got an asset that is paying you money every single month, 
that you have control over, that you set the price on, and that someone else pays uh, for to to use from you, and someone else is paying your debt down for you. You're outsourcing that debt to someone else on an asset that is producing every single month. You're always going to do well. So again, if you're if you understand those that basic principle, if you're buying real estate and you're continuing to build your portfolio over time. Um, and you're buying great assets that are producing for you, then keep doing it. Keep on going on um, as condo investors and don't worry about um, the so-called foreign investor boogeyman or whatever it might be. Um, it's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It just is a thing. So we need to just accept it and move on. Thank you very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you found something useful in there today. And if you, uh, if you liked it, maybe you can share it with a friend. Share it with a colleague, share it with a fellow condo investor. I'd really appreciate that. And I uh, hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.